Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison M., the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry. So let's get down to business. Welcome to this episode of the Musicians Venture Podcast. I am your host, Nick O'Brien, and this is a special episode. Um, a friend of Wisconsin Music Ventures, Emily White, uh, who has it was the best selling author for her book, How to Build a Sustainable Music Career and Collect All Revenue Streams, uh, that also has a podcast uh, featuring that, that same name and the same kind of information. Well, season one of that podcast was uh, actually charted as the number one music business podcast in the world, which uh, charted on six continents with uh, with listeners in 140 plus countries. So the reason that we're doing this episode is because Emily, who is originally from Wisconsin, has decided to, to do a live uh, kind of interactive workshop and podcast taping for season two of the podcast in Milwaukee at No Studios. And... Um, just a few days ago, uh, she kicked that off with a live uh, or a reception at No Studios. And uh, Wisconsin Music Ventures founder and owner, Allison M. and I uh, attended that reception and uh, and and just kind of mixed and mingled with the folks that were there. And so Allison joins me here right now to talk about the podcast and um, and kind of dive into a little bit of what we're going to get into with this episode. So, Allison, thanks for joining me, and uh, obviously, thanks for uh, for for setting this up with uh, with Emily and and getting us a kind of an inside peek of of what's to come over the next twelve weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, Emily White has become. I mean, she's a a friend of Wisconsin Music Ventures for sure. She's uh, hosted a workshop with us um, based on the same title of her book. And the, and the podcast series that's coming out here. Uh, she's been a panelist on our uh, community talks events uh, with her hashtag I voted festival uh, folks and, you know, other others involved with her on that. Um, she has been a podcast guest already uh, on this platform with us. Um, so she is no stranger to what we have going on. And she's also just a personal friend of mine too. And uh, yeah, we just got to gotten to um, yeah, just, just hang out a lot. And, and just, I mean, obviously there's a lot that we can talk about, um, back and forth. And so, um, and also with that connection between her and now no studios where we've also been closely associated, um, it, you know, having lots of, done lots of events at no studios, including our regular Friday musician, uh, meetup. Um, you know, there's lots of reasons for us to be excited about this series and we definitely want to, um, help them, uh, promote what's happening. And it's, it's also, I mean, on top of all of that, it's a really, um, you know, it's a great series of information that musicians that we work with and and any musician really should tune into because it's super valuable information put on by people who really know what they're talking about. Yeah, and I uh, mistakenly said that it was going to happen over the next 12 weeks, but uh, factually it is over the next six weeks, but there are 12 episodes of season two being recorded over the next six weeks at New Studios. Um, kind of covering every kind of aspect of the modern music industry 
Um, the first episode was done just a few days ago. Uh, so the season debuted on January 10th with the first episode, Get Your Art Together. And Allison, I know you were in the live audience uh, for that uh, for that interactive workshop and, and podcast taping. What do you uh, what do you have to take away from that first that first episode? Yeah, that was fun. So Vernon Reed was the uh, guest musician. Uh, he's most notably known for uh, being in the band Living Color. Um, but he's done a ton of other things and you can look them up. And also, I believe they're going to keep the information out there on the No Studios information on their website. Uh, if you find the tab, Emily White, um, they've got the whole lineup of guests and uh, and podcast titles and all of that. But yeah, the first podcast uh, tit- first podcast episode was titled Get Your Art Together. That is the first step in um, in Emily's uh, discussion about what artists should do in order to make a um, a living in this business, and so yeah, they discussed uh, you know Vernon's history in uh, in music and all the many varieties of ways that he has done that. Um, how what it takes to get your art together. A lot you know things discussed were you know not. Uh, a lot of stories of perseverance and, uh, you know, which is definitely the case for a lot of musicians and not getting offended by, you know, lost opportunities. Even some of the best musicians that are out there um, are going to have struggles and um, and you just keep finding other ways, different ways than you might have envisioned to um, to work on something new and creative and, and keep building that creative portfolio for yourself in one way, shape or the other. Yeah, and I just happened to see um, on social media the other day that uh, a, a musician in the Milwaukee music scene had posted a picture of Emily White's book and said, I wish I'd picked this up years ago. And uh, he was just sharing with me how incredibly uh, you know, detailed and, and valuable uh, the information in that book was. Um, so, you know, if you are a uh, musician and looking for some answers to questions you uh, you have been seeking, um, I would absolutely recommend you uh, attend these workshops or, or you know, uh, stream uh, the live stream as well. You can find those, as Allison mentioned, on No Studios website. Uh, you can attend the live stream for $5 per episode or $50 for the course. Um, and if you would like to attend the in-person um, version of that and be in the live audience, uh, those tickets are $10 in advance. $15 the day of, or you can, uh, you can, uh, get the whole course and the book and a drink tickets, uh, for the live, uh, participation for a hundred bucks. So yeah, just, uh, 11 more episodes to go over the next six, yeah. six weeks. And, uh, certainly going to be chock full of valuable information for all modern musicians and, 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 and a look at the industry with really, really high profile guests. Um, like I said, covering everything that you can imagine. So, um, when Allison and I were at the reception uh, just a few days ago, we had the opportunity to sit down with some friends of Wisconsin Music Ventures. Uh, so we we interviewed um, three different uh, musicians uh, who also are playing different roles in the music industry, and then also sat down with Emily White herself to kind of give us an overview of, of, of the podcast and just kind of her perspective on why this information is so valuable, how she came up with it. And she even shared a, a few stories um, that kind of helped her kind of build the foundation for this podcast so, and then with the other guests, we also kind of dove into their perspective on the on the Wisconsin music scene, just music in general, and and got a little peek at what they're working on as well. 
Yeah, it was really fun to run into some people, um, you know, I I think we can both safely admit, like we weren't quite sure uh, who we were going to run into at the that event. We knew we wanted to talk to Emily and and Lisa, and and we weren't quite sure who else we were going to talk with at the event. But we knew we wanted to promote the event, and we were pleasantly surprised by running into some folks that were uh, actually patrons of ours, some some other people that we just know from um, being uh, you know involved in local radio and 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 publicity and things like that. So it was really fun to talk with them about things that they're currently working on, but also what they're excited about with regards to this live podcast and streaming opportunities. So yeah, it was a really uh, fun event. And like you said, running into people in the music industry, uh, never, uh, never any complaints here by uh, chatting with musicians and others in the in the industry. And uh, I had to, uh, I had to leave early, but uh, I think Allison, you stuck around for a little bit of the music and some, some more of, of, of that event. What, what was uh what was kind of the scene after after I left? Yeah, they had like a you know live music downstairs. On, so the reception was on the fourth floor. They have, no studios has a beautiful fourth floor um, you know view of the city. Uh, the skyline lounge is what they call it, I believe. And um, yeah, beautiful rooftop area uh, where they have a, a bar set up, and and you can have like a smaller quainter kind of things happening, which is where we were at first and where we did the recordings from. And then uh, after that happened, everyone shifted downstairs to the first floor where the live music was happening. Um, great stuff, uh, R&B kind of setting. And uh, Emily we had a chance to discuss with all the folks attending that party uh, who were there for the, the show, but also they had some great food from a local uh, restaurant um, uh, and uh, all of a sudden names are escaping me, but um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, really good vibe, good energy. No studios packed the house that night, uh, not surprisingly. And uh, it was a really good time had by all. Yeah. So without further ado, let's just get into um, the interviews that we did that night. Um, like I said, a, a few people that are from, from the industry, local musicians, as well as Emily White herself. So I uh, hope you enjoy these interviews and hope you have the chance to stream and or uh, attend the live um, the live studio audience uh, for the for the the next 11 episodes over the next six weeks. Yeah, and I just wanted to say one one more quick thing and you know a big thank you to Emily uh, and really no studios too for all they do to work with us at Wisconsin Music Ventures. Um, they are both really big assets for what we do. And Emily is such a, a knowledgeable industry expert. Uh, definitely check in. If you can't make some of the sessions, definitely get the book and get get to what you can because it's super, super valuable information. Yeah, awesome. Well, enjoy this episode of the Musicians Venture Podcast. And if you have the opportunity, enjoy how to build a sustainable music career and collect all revenue streams. Yeah. Sitting down here with Sarah Feirich, who is a singer-songwriter and recording artist in Milwaukee. Uh, Sarah, what brings you to No Studios here tonight? So tonight I'm here for the reception of Emily White and learning about what she's coming to bring to Milwaukee with her live podcast series. Um, I found out about it through Lisa Caesar at No Studios and was really intrigued um, as somebody who spent 13 years in uh, public broadcasting and knowing the music scene and also being a singer, songwriter, recording artist, professional fundraiser myself, I recognize how the city really needs more opportunities for musicians to learn the landscape of the music industry because it's not an easy industry to navigate, as you probably know, yeah. with, with local musicians. 
Um, so to be honest, I'm really excited about what's happening and think that it'll be a great learning opportunity and a chance to engage with um, outside connections that she may bring to the table and for people to network and build a relationship as they're building their careers. Yeah, and I mean, she's got quite the schedule here over the next six weeks, 12 episodes. She's going to record live 12 different topics. Any of those topics stick out to you as uh, any of your, any of the hats that you've, you currently wear or have worn in the music industry? Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to pick just one, you know, to be really honest with you. I, I feel that it's very well curated um, and every part of it will be rewarding depending on where you're at in the stage of your career. Personally, um, you know, the getting your business affairs and getting getting your business affairs together is always something that I think musicians need to continuously learn. Um, the legality aspect of the music industry, obviously there's no shortage of continued education needed in that. Um, also, you know, a big thing that I've been thinking a lot about is sync placement. I recently signed a non-exclusive agreement with a sync placement company in LA and, um, you know, I'm learning like, how does that process work? And how do you get your music to the music supervisors that'll make those placements possible and make them happen? So learning from someone like Emily to how to navigate that scene, um, I think will be really rewarding for a lot of local musicians here because there's many of them that have quality material that's ready. Um, and it's just about finding those connections and building that relationship and making sure that they're you know, understanding the industry enough to be sure that they're earning from it and uh, they're maximizing the impact of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that's uh, I've kind of been on my mind uh, a lot in the last year or so. It's just, you know, it seems like musicians um, mostly get paid to, to, to perform, right? Um, but they don't have to get paid to, like, create. And uh, just trying to diversify revenue streams coming to musicians, I think, is super important to a uh, music scene, but also, like, all of the individual musicians in that particular scene and then the industry as a whole. So, um yeah it's it's, it's going to be a really uh, great kind of series of podcasts here and uh I'd be happy to get your thoughts on uh, on what you find valuable let's turn the the the, the conversation now to, to you tell me about uh just give me a little bit of background on on your singing and songwriting career and where you're at in that realm of things now sure so i started singing and recording at a very young age um, my mother gave me a boombox blank tapes and a microphone i was literally three years old and was like sarah i'll listen to it later and Little did I know she was conditioning me for a career in, in music and in broadcasting. Um, I spent 13 years in public media, as I mentioned, building and scaling a nonprofit media company in Milwaukee and really learned a lot from that. And it brought me a lot of joy to help other musicians have a platform to amplify what they were doing. Um, fast forward to now, I have been kind of re- coming back to music, I would say. I called myself a recovering musician. Huh for about 10 years. Um, to be really transparent with you, I had pursued music in my early 20s and kind of went through some disappointments where I didn't ask the right questions or enough questions and realized parts of the industry are a little cold or hard to navigate. And I took a long break. Um, and then I came back in 2019 with releasing holiday music. It was kind of my safe way to come back um, since I've released three holiday original songs and I've written over 130 songs. Um, I've been working with three producers, one in Nashville, one in Milwaukee, and one in Atlanta, and plans to release non-holiday originals in 2023. So really excited about 
kind of coming back to a part of myself that I'd left behind. So, you know, relating back to Emily and what she's doing here too, I can't personally express how needed this is because as somebody who called myself a recovering musician for not having the knowledge that I needed and not knowing what questions to ask or the right questions to ask um, to help people not have to go through some of those hurdles or pitfalls is really important because you just never know where somebody can go with the right knowledge, right? Or the right team. Um, I recently made a comment to somebody, you know, it's not always about who you need to meet. It's about who you're meant to meet. Mm. And I think that this industry in particular is one that I would emphasize the importance of that. Um, There are a lot of times where you can get a deal or you can get a a situation for yourself. Um, But I think if you have an artist's heart and you really want to deliver the art that's in your heart, it's really about finding who you're meant to meet. Um, Humanitarianism is really important for me, giving back, professional fundraising. Um, I right now am with a music school, fundraising to help young people get access to music education. And, you know, having a, a platform where we're having you know discussions around really important topics in the music industry, but also reminding artists that when you know these things or have some knowledge around that, that empowers you to be more of you, more of you to the table. Yeah. Um, which you know I find as as I've been continuously navigating this journey that I've really um, reflected on, you know, knowing that it's about meeting who you're meant to meet and following that journey and just being open to where it takes you and recognizing. You know, the journey really is the prize at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you just, you don't know how your songs are going to impact somebody. And I had um, also come back to music at a very critical time in my life where I had a lot of grief and a lot of loss. Um, my father passed away. He was my number one supporter, friends, you know, you name it. And that was a really hard thing to navigate. And being able to express myself through music uh, and write about my grief was a part of my healing. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of my non-holiday songs and also encouraging musicians to lean into like who they are truly as an artist and enjoying that journey of discovering that and navigating that and meeting the right people that they're meant to meet and having the patience to you know go through that that process yeah sarah that's a really great perspective thank you so much for like sharing that story and i'm happy that you found music and creating music again and um i'm 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 eager for the other 130 non-holiday songs and um you know what you might learn just from uh emily's podcast and this whole experience of, of recording this at no studios in milwaukee and I mean, the impact that it can even have on just Milwaukee's music scene, so. Absolutely. The music scene here is incredible. You know, as somebody who spent 13 years in public media, amplifying and, you know, playing local artists and advocating for local artists, we have a vibrant music scene here. And I feel like I'm hoping that parts of the industry may be pleasantly surprised when they take a look at what Milwaukee is doing with thanks to partners like No Studios that are really shining a light on the great talent in the city because there's so much of it and we're rich in talent. And I think that it's just a matter of time before more of the world recognizes us more than just beer and cheese and even more than the Bucks. Like granted, like the Bucks are great. I'm a big fan of the Bucks, but like we have a lot here that we need to be proud of, especially in the creative space. And I look forward to more musicians being able to find success and flourish doing what they're meant to do in life yeah i've had a lot of conversations recently with musicians who are just all kind of sharing the same perspective of like 
boy, it really feels like Milwaukee's music scene is is going through like a renaissance right now. So all kinds of different genres you've never heard of before, and like um, just music venues, uh, you know, even the small and the big ones. They've all had kind of record years, and um, it's really great to have uh, have music back in live experiences. You know, obviously we went through a few years there where that wasn't the case, but. Uh, it's great to be in Milwaukee. It's great to know uh, musicians like you, Sarah, and it's great to have industry professionals like um, like Emily coming back. Uh, she's from this area uh, to share her expertise and and, and her network uh, with with everybody who wants to learn from it. So thank you so much for sitting down with me. I uh, hope you have a great time the rest of the night, and I hope you get a lot out of the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm here with uh, now with uh, Lisa Caesar, who is the um, chief operating officer at No Studios, which is playing host to Emily White's live podcast recordings. Busy week, uh, busy schedule here over the next six weeks for uh, for Emily doing twelve episodes. Uh, Lisa, explain to me like how No Studios got involved with this, and and, and why it's so important to No Studios to to be the host of this this kind of a. Uh, effort. Yeah, well, we, you know, we got involved really by accident, I think. Emily was, uh, came by No Studios and met our general manager, Luke Rapetti, and Luke called me and he was so excited. He's like, oh my God, I found this woman and she's an entrepreneur and she's a music expert and she's from Milwaukee and, uh, but she lives in New York. So I also live in New York and we met in, uh, in, in Manhattan. And she told me her story, and I just felt that it was incredibly relevant for not only musicians, but any artist who is trying to navigate a path, a career path, and um, sort of exploit uh, their real passion for their art. Um, The other thing that I liked about Emily is that she understands the new economy and how to use technology to one's advantage. And so she's sort of a contemporary entrepreneur and contemporary artist, if you will. Uh, she really knows how to fully exploit uh, digital platforms, social media, and so on and so forth. And she has the lived experience. Uh, she's traveled all over the world. Um, and she's had many different um, sort of jobs and roles and careers within the music industry. So she's the perfect person to speak to the musician, the artist, and kind of the new economy. And she's willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other thing is she was willing to come back to Milwaukee to do the second version of her podcast. She's actually living here for six weeks while we record the podcast. And so it was just to me an absolutely perfect fit. It really is an example of everything those studios is about. And so we were, you know, it, it's not just we're supporting Emily, Emily's supporting us at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's a mutually beneficial outcome. Yeah. And uh, I guess 
what most are you looking forward to as a as a as an impact of this partnership and and, and this this live podcasting recording? Well, you know, I I think there are, there's several layers of opportunity. I mean, I think one is just the the intellectual property and the content um, is, is so valuable. So I, I think there's a real learning aspect. I think the second layer, though, and that's always true when we gather people together, is the networking. You know, folks can learn from each other. I'm assuming that we'll have people that are more seasoned musicians, meeting people that are students or younger in their career, and sharing information with each other and you know, learning from Emily, but also learning from each other and hopefully building those long-term relationships. I think the other thing though, you know, Emily's first podcast was broadcast in over 115 countries. And Volume, which is a music aggregator, live stream aggregator, is broadcasting this podcast. So I think in addition to the local Milwaukee learning dynamic and the networking that will happen on the local level, I think there's an opportunity to showcase Milwaukee on a national and even international level. So that's what's great about having glaring the live stream and the production onto the in-venue regular in-person activation because you get sort of both layers. So we're showcasing Milwaukee, we're connecting people to each other, and we're we're learning at the same time. So I think it's all of those layers together that that makes this opportunity so exciting. Yeah, and when you when you look at the the schedule of episodes that are going to be going to be recorded boy just a myriad of all the topics and all the different you know corners of the music industry to look into um and then the, the folks that you know emily has lined up to interview with some some just really knowledgeable experienced people uh what was no studio's role in helping kind of curate the list of of, of interviews uh and and the guests on the show I am going to tell you almost none. Yeah. <laughs> I really have to handle the Emily. You know, she's a whirlwind. I mean, she is so highly motivated. I know how hard it is to reach out to folks and get their commitment. The people that she's reaching out to are busy. All of them are busy. We're all busy. These people are really busy. Mm-hmm. And she did all the heavy lifting. I mean, she really did. There were a couple of situations where I may have, uh, you know, given a suggestion or made an outreach but you know almost none emily did this by herself and what's so impressive is she was sensitive to the fact that she's doing this podcast from milwaukee so she included notable people from milwaukee alongside folks that you know are have a a national stature Mm -hmm. and so I think the program will resonate with folks because it's very relatable, um, but also it gives everyone an opportunity to meet someone that they wouldn't ordinarily connect with. Uh, that's that's the beauty of this too is. Emily is so well networked and she's so well connected and so passionate about what she's doing. It made it turnkey for us. Sure. I mean, this was like a layout yeah. um, that there was no way we were going to pass this up. So, I mean, it, it you know, it's a gift not just to, to know studios though. It, it's really a gift to the city for sure. And I, you know, I think, we all need to be proud of our alumni, you know, network. And, you know, Emily's Milwaukee raised her parents. I just met her parents. Yeah. Are they still in the air? They're here. Yeah. You know, she's, she's the, the, like Milwaukee born and bred. And, you know, I think that this is 
this is an opportunity for us to be so proud of our city because we create such a fantastic product. Yeah. Lisa, this is great. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you for, for like hosting uh, not only tonight, but all, you know, 12 weeks or excuse me, 12 episodes of the live recording. Um, and thanks for your commitment to Milwaukee and everything that No Studios offers the, the Milwaukee music and largely just creative scene here. It's it's I, I really enjoy coming here. Uh, many of good connections and, and great events that I've attended here, uh, this being one of them. So thank you so much. Well, can I just say thank yeah. you for helping to amplify the story? Yeah. And I really appreciate the time you're spending on this because I, I feel like this is so valuable. Absolutely. I'm sitting down here with another attendee, a guest at the, at the reception for Emily White's uh, new podcast, uh, or at least the, the new season of the podcast. Anne Rakowicki, who is a um, musician and a, a new board member with Wisconsin Area Music Industry, otherwise known as Whammy. Anne, tell me, what, uh, what brings you out here tonight? Well, Nick, thanks. Uh, you know, it's really exciting to see how vibrant original music is and to see what's going on in our industry and i just am so excited about all the experts that are that are helping out musicians across wisconsin and um, it's really great to see our industry kind of pull it together the way any other profession would and uh, i love seeing all the tools and opportunities so that's why i came yeah and so you know, busy schedule here over the next six weeks. There will be 12 sessions on 12 different topics. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you pointed out uh, before we you know started the interview, a couple of them that stand out to you of interest. You know, you're setting up your, your distribution and, and then also how to how to market without a budget, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I am a professional marketer. That's that's my day job. And marketing is so important no matter what business you're in. And Independent musicians are now, I think, in the driver's seat. Uh, we have more opportunities to interact with our fans, to be reached by our fans, to reach our fans. And that marketing is so, so important. And it doesn't all have to be flash and go. There can be a lot of substance behind it. And that's, I think, what fans look for from artists. They want to have some substance. And the marketing part of it is staying. It's not just about cool T-shirts. It's about staying in front of your fans and, and being in communication with them and reciprocate the adoration. Mm -hmm. um, and because really, when it comes to it now, without the fans... Uh, because the, the industry has changed so much and accelerated in its change over the last couple of years without those fans and without giving them a way to interact and to listen and to be a part of what we do, there's nothing there. Right. So, yeah, and it's, uh, I, think the, I think our listeners uh, for this podcast know that I'm a, I'm a nerd about community and, you know, the... The, the idea now that that your music and your brand is really only as strong as your community is, you know. Absolutely, you Nick. And I, I throw him back to the old days of going to a place like Alpine Valley or something like that. And you get your ticket. And what's the first thing you usually do when you go to a concert? You go to the merch line mm -hmm. and you buy a T-shirt. That T-shirt is a symbol and an emblem. Right. You want to belong to that community. 
And every time I put on my Soul Asylum t-shirt from the Grave Dancers Union Tour in 1992, I'm not 50. Yeah. I'm 22. <laughs> and I'm feeling just as great as I did that summer night on the lakefront getting down to Soul Asylum. So it's a feeling, you know, and now more than ever, you have a way to propel and propagate the feeling of the community that you're talking about. And that's really what people want. They're craving community. And independent artists have an advantage over the national touring acts. You can have community and still maintain your personal life, your private life. Uh, you, you, you know, there's not a 10 foot barrier in between you and your fans. And when people listen to music and they go to see artists, it's because they feel connected. So independent artists just take advantage of that because you have something that the big guys don't. Yeah, absolutely. So let's turn the conversation. Yes. I'd love to learn um, and have our listeners learn a little bit more about you as well. So could you give me like a couple minute background on on your uh, role in the industry and sure. different hats that you wear? Yeah, um, you know, uh, I got my start as a as a musician at twelve. Okay, uh, started playing just a couple of years ago. Just a couple of years ago, I uh, wanted to play wanted to play electric guitar, which is quite a departure for a twelve year old girl. Uh, and I loved it. I loved everything about how I felt when I played it and eventually moved on to playing in cover bands and uh, did that for a number of years and started to, you know, look inward. I used to think there wasn't a song that I could write that's better than anything else. Mm -hmm. Right. Because who's going to write American Pie again? Yeah, Nobody. Right. But that's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, so songwriting, you know. Uh, has definitely become where I want to be. And I love the textures and the layers of production. And recently I joined the board at Whammy. And um, the the approach for Whammy now is to connect artists uh, professionally and to connect artists so they can grow. Uh, you know, the best learning, I think, comes from peers. Mm -hmm. And we want to create avenues for peers to learn from each other. Uh, we can present the tools, we can present the conferences, we can have the membership and that feeling of belonging of the Soul Asylum t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but it's really about creating the space for musicians all across Wisconsin uh, to, to feel that togetherness and also feel that there's somebody rooting and in their corner for live music yeah. which is really where we hang our hat and you know it's one thing to listen to headphones uh in your living room or airpods now these days i guess but uh it's another thing to experience live music with a crowd and that's the whole community part that that you talk about and that wisconsin music ventures really champions um and we want to help artists be great live performers we want to recognize them and we want to champion that in uh, the entire music scene uh, regardless of genre regardless of you're in Rhinelander or Milwaukee or if you're in Door County or if you're in Dickeyville mm -hmm. uh, all artists across Wisconsin need to have access to that community and to the tools and the technology that's out there and that's that's really what we're about yeah. Oh, and you uh, 
You speak so intelligently and with so much experience about well, that's a first <laughs> about music and artists and 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 the opportunities for them. And uh, we've got to thank thank you for being one of Wisconsin Music Ventures first patrons. Um, You're very welcome. You saw the the value early on, and you were an early champion for us. One hundred percent. When I saw what Wisconsin Music Ventures was doing, I mean, without even meeting or knowing anybody behind. What was going on? I thought this is exactly uh, I think over the last few years, we've seen independent music starting to I don't want to knock a cover band. Right. Sure. Because they work hard at what they do. And I also think there's plenty of room for both. Right. (laughs) Some folks come down on the side of it's either cover bands or original music. And what we're seeing is that original music is catching up and venue owners and festival throwers and organizations are showcasing original music in places where we never thought it would happen before. And it doesn't have to be an either or. And when I saw that Wisconsin Music Ventures was looking for a way to bring people together to teach, to learn from, and to really look at ways to make the pie bigger for everyone. This is exactly what we need. So of course I was behind it. Absolutely 100% behind it. And how many years is it now for? Uh, I guess it's going to be, we're on the, we're starting the fourth year. I said, starting yeah, the fourth year. started in 2019 and uh, in dog years, it probably feels like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, COVID kind of threw a wrench in, and and not just Wisconsin music, but everything in the, in the, right. in the industry. And, uh, it's been, it's been interesting. You know, I now host a, a, a monthly musician meetup, uh, online and it's great because you normally wouldn't do that online. Right. But, you look at the benefits of it and uh, and now it allows for people outside of Wisconsin to join and, you know, musicians to meet each other who have never even been on that side of the state or in that part of the country. So absolutely. Yeah. And what a wonderful thing to do, man. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nick. Uh, thanks for supporting Emily White's podcast and absolutely. coming to the studios tonight. All right. <laughs> And uh, sitting down now with the star of the show, Emily White, the host of the How to Build a Sustainable Music Career and Collect All Revenue Streams podcast, uh, according to the, the press release, n- number one music bu- music business podcast in the, in the world, um, and maybe the longest podcast name in the world too, <laughs> which is uh, there's you know that's a that's a, an honor that I'm giving out, um, which is has no value whatsoever. Emily, uh, welcome back to Milwaukee. Thank you. Um, and and thanks for you know doing this in Milwaukee in partnership with No Studios. What, just take me through like the idea of doing this and and why doing it on location and why doing it in Milwaukee and how No Studios got involved and just the whole why why all this. My pleasure, Nick. Thank you so much. And that is a very exciting award, the longest podcast title. <laughs> um, so I'm a longtime entrepreneur in the music industry. Um, I did not set out to be an author. Musicians kept wanting to meet up and quote, pick my brain. And I was having the same conversations over and over. So I was like, why don't I write this down for everyone, save everyone some time. And then if you have questions, let me know. Um, luckily they don't have questions, uh, when I hand them the now book mm-hmm. of that same title, yeah. um, which was self-released in March, 2020. 
um, and is has gone on to be an Amazon number one bestseller. And like I was telling you, the thing that really warms my heart and soul is uh, musicians, not just sharing it, but pushing it mm-hmm. on other musicians. And so the book um, covers the entire modern music industry from recording to release or creation to execution. And it's information that's absolutely out there. I've just never seen it put in order, like I said, from like covering the release cycle. And I've been really privileged to speak at a lot of music conferences over the years. And, you know, I see musicians in the audience at South by Southwest in different places, spending a lot of money to be there, just grasping at nuggets of information. Like, okay, this is what sound exchange is. Okay, this is what music publishing is. And the music industry was set up, you know, in the 1950s or whatever, to confuse artists. So if we're trying to teach people something that was set up to be confusing and we're, and we're teaching it out of order, that's going to be really hard for the student. That's going to be really hard for the educator. So that's the first half of the title. And then I ran artist management companies for a really long time. And the last few artists I took on for management, we were finding money for them left and right. And on one hand, that's part of an artist's job or sorry, that's part of, well, it's part of an artist's job too. Um, but that's, that's part of a manager's job. Um, but on the other, if that's happening to national and international acts that people have heard of, then what about everyone else? Right. So that's why I wrote the book. Um, I really just felt like if this helps one musician, you know, my, you know, then that's great. Then I'm happy with that. Um, it's my second book. My first book is called interning 101. And I mentioned that because, Um, a friend of mine, uh, has a podcast network and asked me to do a podcast on interning 101. And I thought, oh, that's such a great idea. I would not have thought to do that. And so that podcast is out there. It's fine. There's some universities that use it. I'm honored by that, but it taught me how to do it. So for this book, I had a clear vision for the podcast to bring each chapter to life. Um, so that's what I did with season one. Um, we had Justin Vernon from Bon Iver, um, Amici Uzigwe, who manages Run the Jewels, Imogen Heap. And, you know, I had a music business student ask me, did you just get the biggest people you know to be on the podcast? And I said, no, I got the right people. And, you know, with Justin, for example, I was teaching artist management at NYU And I take responsibility for this, but um, I didn't feel like the students were really getting what I was trying to get across to them. And separately, I had pulled pulled them on their dream guest speakers because I was like, well, you're going to get to know like my network or whatever. But who is someone that you think is doing something interesting and innovative in the industry? And so what topped our poll was... Um, Bonavere or someone from his management. And so because I didn't think they were connecting with the material I was trying to get across as an educator, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to see if we can get the artist. And which I knew was a huge ask. And I said, in the least, I know his management. And I think one of his managers would probably do it. And that would be really amazing. Um, NYU had given really good advice at our faculty meeting um, and, and said, go to people, they didn't call it field trips, but like for guest speakers, consider going to them, consider going to see if you could see a Broadway dress rehearsal or something like that. So anyway, so Justin was touring. Um, I reached out to his management I was and suggested this. And so we did a little field trip 
um, down to the, so they said yes, which was amazing, um, down to the King's Theater in Brooklyn. And it was just a group of like 30 or 40 students um, and had this conversation with Justin. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing this, or maybe I would, but I just recorded a voice memo on my phone for my own critique and feedback. I didn't ask them if I could do that. I had no plans doing anything with it. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh, he literally brings chapter one to life perfectly, which is called Get Your Art Together, which is all about creating art that's true to your soul, your heart, your spirit, instead of making music that you think people will like, or what do you think, you know, I want feedback from you or whatever. So I reached out to his management and explained what I just said. So I said, hey, I recorded this from my own feedback. Would it be okay if I used it for a podcast episode? And they said, yes. And so that's my point is like, I've, I was, I've been really deliberate and strategic about finding the right voices to bring each step in the release cycle and each step of the industry to life. And so through that, um, it became the number one music business podcast globally, um, charting on six continents with listeners in 140 countries. We're currently charting in Ghana. I just noticed today. So, (laughs) but that's, that's the point. It's like, you know, the chapters of the book and the episodes of the podcast are how to record with or without a budget, how to market with or without a budget, because, you know, these tools are out there, but they can be so overwhelming. And that's what I've navigated over the years as a manager, as an entrepreneur. And it's like, you know, I had, um, Pat Sansone from Wilco on the, how to record with or without a budget album or episode. And, you know, it's really refreshing to hear, someone like that actually doesn't use, doesn't always use the most expensive, fanciest gear, right? He uses the right gear. So back to your um, original question. Um, I actually thought I brought the book to life. People like this podcast, great. But people were actually asking for more and saying, when is season two coming out? And that's not really something I'd considered. Okay. And so when I thought about it, um, you know, like I said, these music conferences have all this information out of order. So I was like, why don't I start my own conference and solve that problem? And by the way, when I mention that to conferences, their um, response is totally understandable. They're like, well, Nick couldn't come till Thursday and you sure. couldn't come till Saturday. Sure. So I let, I'm like, why don't I start my own conference? And then I thought, I don't usually say this publicly, but I'm like, well, that's a little cheesy. <laughs> but then I'm like, but I could make it cool or unique or however I want to do it. And so that's why I decided to do season two as a live podcast taping and interactive workshop that people can attend in real life, attend online. Um, and then I can answer their questions and solve their musical problems in real time. And so then my thought process was, well, where do I want to do this? Like a dude in New York, LA, Nashville. Um, I'm originally from Heartland, Wisconsin. And I was like, I want to do it in Milwaukee. I want, and I'm, I'm from a middle-class family. Like I want to show people that they can have a career. They can build a career from anywhere. And then connecting with Lisa Caesar at No Studios has just been incredible. Um, I'm also the founder of I Voted and I Voted Festival. Lisa recently joined our board. So, I mean, honestly, like even if Lisa and I weren't working together on anything, I just like hanging out with her. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's just been amazing. Um, you know, I, I didn't know anyone in the industry when I started and, and we didn't have all these tools when I started. So like I said, I want to show people and help people here. And like I said, show them that, um, 
they can do this too. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate all the yeah. context and uh, especially the story about the, the conversation with Justin Vernon. Like you recorded it like intentionally, but not intentionally right. for a podcast. And it ended up being, um, I'm guessing, a, a big reason why your students finally engaged with what you were talking about yes. and maybe had something to do with uh, the listenership of the podcast. 100%. Maybe why it's charting in Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Definitely. Yeah. So um, let's take a look at just like, are any of the 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 chapters or the episodes mm-hmm. that you'll be recording in the next six weeks quite a busy schedule you got yeah. um are any of those in particular you want to dive into and just like, this will be super relevant for this type of a musician yeah. at this time in the industry things are changing you know um just give us a little preview of one of them thank you well i'll give you a preview of a few if that's okay yeah. that's just kind of like how my brain works because it's a very methodical order um so you can come attend these in real life at no studios we're starting this tuesday and they're going to run every tuesday and saturday in january and then sometimes we switch to mondays just to be confusing a little bit in february and then also saturdays um so that's at no studios and then if you're not able to attend in person um or you don't live in Milwaukee or Wisconsin, or you're not willing to drive from other places in the Midwest, which I don't blame you. Um, if you head over to volume.com, um, we're also live streaming the episodes. So you can check it out from Ghana <laughs> and anywhere in the world. Um, so, you know, we're going to start the process again, get your art together. Um, I'm so excited that Vernon Reed of Living Color is going to be our season premiere guest on Tuesday. Um, that's going to be followed by my dear friend, Kanita Hickman, where we're going to talk about pre-recording marketing foundation. Um, let's see if I can memorize my chapters from there, but really it just, it continues to take you from the process or take you throughout the process, whether it's, um, Oh, you have them right in front of me. Thank yeah. you. I was going to say that. Oh, no, I almost skipped this one. Um, every musician's favorite topic, get your business affairs together and fair compensation. Um, from there, we'll have how to record with or without a budget, as I mentioned. Um, episode five, music publishing isn't scary or confusing, plus how to land a sync placement. That one, um, we're going to have Julia from Song Trust. I'll explain all this stuff. Um, how to market with, oh, sorry, setting up your release and distribution plan. That's going to be with Christine Barnum, who's the chief revenue officer at CD baby, how to market with or without a budget. We're going to have a great Milwaukee writer, um, who writes for pitchfork and NPR, um, your live strategy and efficient touring. I'm really excited to sit down with Matt Berenger of the PAPS theater group. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, you start playing shows here. Like, well, how do I open it? backroom at Collectiva, or do people know that the Paps Theater Group books that, right? right? It's not just the Riverside and and the Paps. Um, merch reconnaissance, I'm super excited to have my friend Chris Moon of Ambient Inks. Um, Ambient Inks is a merch company that um, I believe Justin Vernon had a hand in starting or at least works with. They are um, based in Eau Claire as well, and they do sustainable merch and compostable packaging. So definitely want to um, hit on that. And then we're going to go through the revenue stream checklist um, with Lachi, who's just an incredible musician that I've known a really long time. Um, Lachi is also the founder of Ramped and a disability rights act, uh, activist for artists. Um, so she's going to, she was just at the White House. She's a total badass. Um, and then we will have No Studios own um, and Wisconsin's own John Ridley for the episode Repeat and Grow. And finally, we'll have When Do I Need an Attorney, a Business Manager, and or a Manager, defining an artist team with artist manager Aaron Knight. So again, the intention is to take you through the entire music industry, 
um, the entire modern release cycle from creation to execution and make sure you're not missing any revenue streams along the way. It is like a conference and a podcast, like you said. Yeah, I mean, every potential nook and cranny of the industry is covered and you have an amazing amount of knowledge and experience in, in talking about that yourself, but also you you kind of compiled a really awesome, uh, you know, list of, of guests to, to, to speak to that as well. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so appreciative that you've, uh, you've come from, from New York to do this in Milwaukee. Um, I know you, you live in New York, mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts on just like Wisconsin and, and Milwaukee's music scene? And, and, you know, there's lots of musicians I talk to I feel like there's a renaissance happening here in the yeah. middle part of the country. Why do you think that is? I mean, Milwaukee's a really special place and I'm not just saying that. Um, you know, I remember when like Doug Johnson had the yellow phone music conference here a few years ago. And so a lot of my friends and colleagues from New York and Boston came in and they're like, Milwaukee's amazing. Like these venues are awesome. And the farm to table restaurants are amazing. And the beer's so good and it's cheap, you know? So, um, and Kanita Hickman, who's a guest, um, and also on I Voted Sport said to me once that um, Milwaukee is a small city with big city amenities. And I totally agree with that. But I also hope to, you know, really instill that, you know, in every scene, Brooklyn, Chicago, Milwaukee, whatever, every like there's always like FOMO for other stuff. And so like there is not only so much going on here but you're close to Chicago. It's actually only an hour and a half flight to New York. You don't have to drive there, 20, you know, take 20 hours and drive there. Um, and again, like not to make this like the Justin Vernon episode, but like that guy has built an empire in yeah. Northern Wisconsin. Yeah. And so when I explain that to people, like, I don't think this is snobby, <laughs> but it's like, I explain to non-Wisconsinites, I'm like, I'm from Milwaukee basically. And like, that's just all called up North, which is actually totally disrespectful to all these like beautiful places. Right? right. So this guy's not even from Milwaukee and has built an empire up there. Like you can do it from anywhere. Like I remember being in the UK once and I happened to be meeting with Justin's agent about another artist. And he's like, I'm going to Eau Claire. I'm so excited. I'm like, I mean, I know it's beautiful up there, but I'm like, I've never heard anyone say that, especially in England. Um, so again, like there's so much opportunity here and actually 80% of the top touring markets are east of the Mississippi. Um, that's something I learned from Martin Atkins and his book, and I want to give him full credit for that. Um, so, you know, you can build yourself up here, start to set up gig swaps with artists in Minneapolis, Chicago, Iowa, you know, start to go east. Um, so yeah, I think there's so much opportunity here and it is, look, it's not Mississippi, but it is definitely, um, very cost effective here. You know, I know artists that live, actually this came again, this came up in the Justin Vernon interview because my students at New York university were like, do we have to live here to have a career? Do we have to live in LA? And that's another reason I wanted to talk to him. And I, I talked about in that interview, how I remember meeting, um, you know, Justin's original manager, Kyle at South by Southwest in 2008 or 2009 or something. And Kyle was, okay. So like, I knew you could get a, a, a good rent, a good, a good place to live in Milwaukee for like 400, 500 bucks. I think Kyle's mortgage in Northern Wisconsin was $250 a month. And like my NYU students were like, what does that even mean? And Justin was like, ha ha. 
like so that's the thing it's like the cost of living here is amazing and the food's amazing and the music's amazing so um it's a special place don't take that for granted it's easy to like talk down on any scene like I said people in Brooklyn are like oh it sucks here and people in Chicago say the same thing with mm-hmm. to Chicago people like you have pitchfork you have Lollapalooza so but ultimately honestly okay. you could be in South Dakota because you can record from anywhere you can distribute from anywhere and you can market from anywhere and that's extremely powerful yeah absolutely so kind of landing the plane here tell any musician who's listening to this episode right now why the hell they should be, you know, engaged, like in just a couple of sentences, like what, what should they be uh, looking to get from, uh, you know, coming to these, these live recordings, these live workshops or, or, or purchasing them online? Why should they care about this? Yeah. Well, hopefully I am explaining the modern music industry and the full release cycle in a simple manner, you know, like, I think the book is like 130 pages long and there are entire books on each chapter, but like, for example, with music publishing, like one of my goals is for every songwriter in the world to be able to simply define music publishing and know how to collect on it. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was speaking at a conference in Madison and I said, who here, it was like a pretty big room. I'm like, who here can um, define music publishing? And this happens every time I ask that question, no one says anything. And then someone like meekly raises their hand. The panel before you was all on music publishing. So they just listened to an hour of that and could not answer the question. So I'm breaking down things like that, um, making sure you're getting all the money owed to you. And then if you want to go read a music publishing book and learn every sub revenue stream within music publishing, that's fine. I'm just going to teach you what it is and how to get all your money for it. For example. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much uh, for doing this, for bringing this to Milwaukee, for sitting down with me tonight. I got some lovely looking uh, fried pickles in front of you here. I'm sure that your your stomach is growling to get to those. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Emily. And uh, best of luck in the, the live recordings and the workshops. And uh, I know myself and Allison and Wisconsin Music Venture will be pushing it out. So thank you. thank you for having me and for all that you're doing for artists here. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Musician's Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at The Musician's Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at Musician Venture on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again for listening.